So today's teaching is going to be a little shorter than what I normally do. I think we'll see what happens here. Uh, but I have something that's been placed on my heart um, for the past week, and I, I want to share it with, with everybody today. Um, but I'll kind of give you an abbreviated version of all that's been on my heart. But please go ahead and open your Bibles up with me to the New Testament book of Matthew, the first book of the New Testament, Matthew, and we're looking for Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11. Today I'm, I'm going to deliver to you a message that is based upon something that Jesus said here in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. So you can go ahead and look at those verses with, with Matthew chapter 11. I'll begin reading in verse 28. Jesus says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, one of the reasons that this has been on my heart a lot lately is I've, I've been talking to a lot of people who seem to carry a lot of burdens through life, a lot of baggage, if you will, and all of us can do that. And, uh, but here we see Jesus inviting people to come to Him and to find rest for their souls. So this does not speak of phys the physical body resting. It instead speaks of finding rest for our inward being. That part of us that never seems to quit laboring, right? It seems as if our souls just keep going and going sometimes. This type of labor is the inner workings of the mind, right? Our will and our emotions. Again, it seems that that never quits, right? In fact, even when we are sleeping, the inner workings of our being, the part that we call our mind, can still be laboring and not resting through the onset of dreams in the night, things that may wake us up. It seems as if we can never really find rest for our thoughts, our mind, our will, and our emotions sometimes. And we can be awakened out of our physical sleep as a result of even a disturbing dream. We can lose physical sleep as well and rest as a result of our minds working overtime. Sometimes you might lay in bed and the mind just starts going and going and going and we lose physical sleep and we lose rest for our bodies. But Jesus calls us to a place where we can have peace and rest in our inward man for our souls. And we must never lose sight of the fact that this is what the Lord cares about for you and me. He cares about our inward man, our souls. He wants us to learn of Him, as He says there in verse 29. To learn of Him. He is gentle and lowly of heart. What, is, what does Jesus mean by this? What is it that you and I can learn from the fact that Jesus is gentle and lowly of heart. What does that have to do with us? How can this help us find rest for our souls that seem to 
be endlessly working sometimes and, and our thoughts that beat us up and our thoughts that capture us and steer, steal our joy and our peace and such, right? Well, the word gentle that Jesus uses here in these verses, in the original Greek of the New Testament, is the word praos. Praos. And it's a word that speaks of gentleness, meekness, and humility. This is one aspect of the heart of Jesus that he wants us to learn of him. Okay? The second thing we see is that Jesus is uh, lowly of heart, right? The word lowly in the original uh, Greek of the New Testament is the word tapinus, and it speaks of being base, not far off the ground. That's what that word means, base, made low, not far off the ground, of low estate, okay? So this depicts Jesus as being someone that does not seek to draw attention to himself, right? Someone that lives a life where it's not all about him, and this is what he says we should do. Come unto him and be like this, right? Not trying to find our 15 minutes of fame in this world. Not trying to be known, not trying to be, you know, get our way, right? Not striving to be recognized and well-liked and appreciated. Because there's always somebody that's not going to like us. If we base it on how we try to appeal to other people or try to get people to accept us, right? This is not the way the Lord wants us to live. He wants us to be unassuming and yielding to others. A, per, a person of simplicity and a person of peace. And this begins in the inward man. And this we find when we come to Jesus, we find that rest for the inward man. You see, it seems as if when we as people on this earth struggle and we labor in our souls, it's always based upon or in what has happened to us, right? Our experiences such in this life. The way others treated us or, or maybe the way others mistreated us, right? There is often within us the feeling that we deserve better than this life has or is giving, what life is given to us at this present time, we deserve better. That person shouldn't have said that to me. Or that person shouldn't have done that. This circumstance or that circumstance should not have happened to me at this point in my life or that point in my life, right? We can get feelings within us that make us profess in our heart that nothing good ever happens to me or nothing good ever will. I should have this by now, right? Why can't I have this kind of life? Why was I born like this? Why did I have those kind of parents? Why are my talents so few? Where are all the things that I want from this life? And our mind just keeps going and going and going. These kind of things are part of our soul that's laboring and not resting. Not finding rest in the Lord. The mind, the thoughts that just won't quit. These are the things that cause us to be laboring, as Jesus speaks up here. Burden. Now, Mark this page, because I'm going to come back to it, but turn briefly with me to the New Testament. So 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 5. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourself to your elders. Now, here's the part coming up that I really wanted you to see this morning. And this is the part that is for all of us in the body of Christ. He says, yes, all of you.
Be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. So clothed with humility, right? Of a lowly heart, base, not too far off the ground like we see Jesus talking about. That is, not too puffed up. Not thinking that we deserve this or we deserve that. It's not the kind of way that Jesus wants us to go through this life. It's not the way that His Word teaches us to go through this life. Peter goes on here, he says, For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. So this goes right along with what Jesus was saying back there in Matthew chapter 11. We are to be clothed with humility. This is how Jesus was. He was gentle, lowly, humble, and it, it is exactly how He wants us to be. He wants us to take all of our cares, all of our burdens, all of the laboring that goes on within our minds, within our souls, day after day and night after night, all of this stuff, and He wants us to let it go. He wants us to let it go. He cares for us. He does not want us to have all of these burdens to carry around. All of the baggage, as we would call it, right? That heavy load, the should have been. Oh, this should have been. Or if I would have just done that. Or if this would have happened. Or if that wouldn't have happened. The could have beens, right? And all the longings for what we want to be someday. Rather than just resting in today, often we are trying to, to think so much about tomorrow, which Jesus tells us not to do as well, right? We really need to just dump it all and to let it all go and to be truly free in our souls. So many people struggle with this. So many people struggle in this area. But Jesus said that this can be done. And as we look back now at Matthew chapter 11 again, and, and we look again at verse 29. So Matthew 11, 29. Reading that again, he says, Take my yoke upon you, Jesus says. Take my yoke upon you. What does this mean? Well, the Greek word for the word yoke there is the word zugas. And it is a word that means exactly what it says. It's, it's a yoke. And a, a yoke is something that you may or may not have seen in your life. It's an instrument, if you will, of farming, right? A device that goes around the necks of oxen or cattle, uh, the animals that will bear the load of the plow, okay? And you picture a farmer plowing the field, Right? And two oxen are walking side by side and they're joined together by these rings around their necks and a bar that goes across the back of their necks or, you know, and, and hooks them together. Then there would, there would be a plow attached in the middle of that bar that ran between the two oxen and back to the farmer who was operating that plow. Right? And this yoke around their neck is carrying all the burden all the load, all the weight, right? Putting all the weight on their shoulders, on their back. 
And if you can picture all of the burdens that you've been carrying on the back of your neck and on your shoulders, all of these thoughts, all of these things that constantly come up in your mind and weigh you down and bog you down, all the things that make you feel defeated, you know, all of these things weighing you down as you're trudging through this life. Okay? And there are things in this life that, that make it so that we do have to, it's like we're trudging through. Not everything comes up roses here. This isn't the end. We are not home yet, right? This is not the place. This is not the ultimate destination. So we have to trudge through this life sometimes. And there is a load that gets thrown on us. We might not even choose it. It might not even have been our choice. For the most part, it probably wasn't our choice. The way we were raised up and the burdens that were thrown onto our back, right? It wasn't our choice in many cases. But Jesus is telling us that when it comes to our souls, our minds, our thoughts, and our emotions, this does not need to be the case. We do not need to carry all of these things. We can, instead, we can learn of Him and find rest for our souls. And of course, this all begins only when we truly come unto Jesus. But the sad part is, is that people don't really come to Jesus and lay down their burdens. Some may profess Jesus and maybe even come to church on a regular basis, but they're not letting go of the world. They're choosing to keep the baggage. Right? For some reason, we become accustomed, accustomed to who we are, right? The way we were raised, and silly as it may sound, people want to keep their baggage. They want to keep it. They don't want to drop it. Sometimes we're too dumb and stubborn like an ox, and we want to keep holding on to things. We want to hold on to the self that we've created or that this world has created because coming to Jesus means that we must completely unhook that yoke that is around our necks. We're letting go. We're letting go of the burdens. We're letting go of this world. Right? We must untie, if you will, ourselves from this world and from all those things that have caused all that baggage in our lives to be so heavy and, and so weighed down upon us. We've got to let it go. And letting go is truly coming to Jesus. Turn with me now to the Gospel of Luke. Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. And we're going to look down at verse 23. Speaking of Jesus, verse 23, Luke 9, 23. Then he said to them all, if anyone desires to come after me, because that's what we're talking about, right? We're talking about truly coming unto Jesus and laying it all down. Laying down the burdens of this life and being set free, okay? If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Now that denying of the self, that doesn't take place when the self is constantly running in our head. 
I should have had this, I deserve that, I want this, I that, I, 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 right? All of these things, well, that shouldn't happen to me, that's this and that, right? All of these burdens that we allow, we're not denying ourselves when we do that, right? Because, and, and that denying themselves is, is the part where people usually come to a screeching halt when it comes to coming to Jesus fully. They kind of agree with the part about coming to Jesus, and they even agree with, yeah, that'd be great to be free from all of my burdens, but denying myself and taking up the cross, that's how I got to get there? That mean I got to die? Some people don't want to let go, right? That doesn't sound all that enticing. But this is the options that we are faced with in this life. Keep the burdens. Keep that yoke upon your neck, right? The burdens of the world upon you. Hold on to all of your hurts, all of your bitterness toward others, unforgiveness, selfish desires, your rights to revenge, your lust for more things of this world and such. Or let it all go and, and be set free by denying your self-rights and dying to all that you've ever been and come to Jesus. Jesus goes on in verse 24 here and says, For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. By speaking of a person that desires to save their, their life, Jesus speaks of a person that wants to hold on to who they are. Right? That, that person that they've always been with all that baggage, they want to hold on. They don't want to let go. But in God's plan for your life, you letting go is His will for you. If we hold on to our lives, then really we're the ones that are losing. We hold on to everything. We're losing. It's weighing us down and we're being burdened by it all. But if we let go and we truly come to Jesus, we find true salvation. We find freedom for our souls. We find true rest. We find peace. We find all the things that we see that Jesus promises. And sometimes we wonder where they are. But really it's us still carrying the baggage, still carrying the burden. Jesus says in verse 25, for what, prof for what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost? You see, we must keep in mind that it is our souls and that Jesus cares about. The inward man. Remember, God works in us, both to will and to do of His good pleasure. That's where He's working in us. You know, He's not going to change our circumstances all the time. We're going to go through heartache. We're going to go through pain. There's going to be trials. There's mountains to climb. There's valleys we go through. But God is God. Right? God is God. And He's working on who we are internally. Right? That's what He cares about. Not what we profit in this world. Not the things that we can gain in this lifetime. Right? Not, he, he doesn't care that we always come out on top as it relates to the things of this world. But rather He cares about that which is eternal and internal. Right? And He came to seek and to save the lost. That is those that have lost their souls in this world. 
which includes every human being on the face of this earth. Every one of us needs the Lord. Every one of us needs that peace that he provides. But we must die to ourselves. What is your soul holding on to that is so valuable that you can't let it go for the plan of God in your life, the will of God in your life? Bitterness, envy, strife, desire for revenge, self-ambition, prosperity, success, acceptance? Are any of these things really worth the destruction of our souls? Right? Is the you that this world has created worth holding on to? Or is it finally time to take up the cross of Jesus? Remember, the cross was a burden upon the back of Jesus. And that cross he bore for you and me, right? When we come to Jesus, that is when we truly give all that we are to Jesus. That's what coming to Jesus is. We let go of all of this world and all of its trappings and all that we've ever been. We come to Christ and we find that we can become a new creation where old things have passed away and all things have become new, right? Repent, and that's where it starts. It starts with repentance. That is that we turn from the life that we've always lived and we cast off the yoke of this world. And we accept the, the cross by accepting the fact that we need to die to who we are and to, to, to live with Christ Jesus ruling and reigning in our hearts. This is when the burden becomes light. It's only then that the burden will become light. This is when there is proof, there is evidence that we have learned from Jesus the way to live. We're gentle, we're meek, we're of lowly estate, we're unassuming, right? We have peace. I invite you this day to lay down your life, to, to lose your life. All that you've made of you and all that this world has made of you. Again, it's not always our fault that the world casts upon us. Some of the burdens that have been placed on our back. But it's our choice to lay it down. It's our choice to let it go. Right? You see, again, this is what coming to Jesus really is. Do you like the person that you've become? If you do, you think too highly of yourself. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Everybody needs a Savior. Everybody needs what Jesus offers. We need rest. We need peace that His Spirit will bring into our lives. Now, if you've not truly come to that place that I'm talking about this morning, if the burdens of this world lay heavy on your shoulders, then let today be the day when you let it all go. You see, God's mercy is new today. And He says today is the day of salvation. Today is the day when we can make a choice. We can say, this day I choose to serve God. This day I choose to let it go. This day I'm making a choice to fix my eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of my faith. 
This day I'm choosing to be renewed in the spirit of my mind. The Bible says, do not be conformed to this world, but rather be transformed by the renewing of the mind. Here again, that's what we're talking about. All these burdens, all of these things that we carry. Our mind's not been renewed in Jesus because we're not letting go of everything. And beginning, what does it look like when you let go? Well, you begin to now walk by faith, right? Not by sight. Because if we walk by sight, we're going to be constantly defeated. If it's based on what I see out there, what happens to me, what this person does, or what that person does, or what they say to me, or how they treat me, if it's based on that, I've lost already. And I'm going to lose tomorrow, and the next day, and the next day, and the next day. But it's not based on that. It's based on faith. And faith in what Jesus says and who He says I am. And beginning to say, I'm going to begin to walk by faith in the way that Jesus wants me to walk. And again, we see in Jesus that He's lowly of low estate. It starts right there. So often, our flesh, when we wake up on a daily basis, it gets puffed up right away. And all it takes is one person to say one thing or one memory to come into our mind about this or that, and boom, there goes three hours of the day, four, or the whole day. The whole day may be gone because of what's happening in our minds. And when we do that, we're not letting go. We're not letting go. And today is the day that we can choose to do that. And this has just been something, like I said, that's been on my heart because I've worked with people few different people. It's been no coincidence that this type of burden has come on my mind because I've counseled a few different people in regards to this type of thing. And I realized we all have this. Nothing's uncommon. Nothing's uncommon. We all do this. We all allow, we pick up a burden. Sometimes we'll go out of our way to go pick one up and throw it in our sack and put it on our back. Right? That's not there's no rest for our souls when we do that. So the Word of God does promise that we can have peace and we can have rest and that we can be renewed in the spirit of our minds. But it's really a choice that we have to make. And I believe wholeheartedly, well, the Bible says we have to die daily. We have to take up the cross every day and follow after the Lord. Because every day my flesh wakes up. And every day, someone wants to try to put a chink in my armor. I may think I've got the armor on, but when enough people beat it up, I feel like it's fallen off. Right? So every day, I've got to be renewed. How do we do that? We're renewed by the Word of God. We're renewed by the, the words of Jesus, the things that Jesus said. Even just these three verses that we've covered here in Matthew, they're, worth, they're worthy of our time just to sit there and meditate on them. And contemplate them and say, what is Jesus saying here? How can I find rest for my soul? What I did is I dug a little deeper and I gave you some of the Greek words for it, right? So we can dig a little deeper and say, well, what does that mean? What is a yoke? Or what is a burden? You know, what, what does Jesus mean by this, right? Sometimes we have to study deeper. But God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. He rewards those who diligently seek Him. And the choice is ours. Today, blessing and cursing is set before us. Death and life is set before us. Right? Despair and hope are set before us. What do we choose? Well, we need to choose life. 
We need to choose the life of Christ. We need to choose the life of faith. Where we're fixing, fixing. That, that scripture that says, fixing your eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. That word fixing, when you look up that word, it's a Greek word that means you're set. You're, it's strongly focused on one thing. That's what that word is. Strongly fixed and focused on one thing, and that's Jesus. And when we're strongly fixed and focused on Jesus, we find peace. We find rest. Why? Because just that we're thinking of the name of Jesus? No, we're thinking of the life of Jesus. We're thinking how he lived. He said he was lowly. He was gentle. So we're thinking about how he lived and how he really was. And then we, be, we, we begin to just apply that in our lives. And we desire the sincere milk of the word that we may grow thereby. That's what the word of God does. It causes us to grow. To grow how? To grow in the grace and in the knowledge of Jesus, right? To grow in the grace and the knowledge of him. To learn to be like him. And this is what he wants us to do. And he, he comes to give us peace, right? He says that the thief comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But I have come, Jesus said, that you might have life and life more abundantly. What rules our day? The thief, the prince of the power of the air, the, the, the thief of this world that wants to destroy us? Is he the one ruling and reigning in our minds by beating us down and all that? Or is Jesus ruling and reigning? in our minds by looking at the way he lived and then living the way he lived. So I just want to exhort everybody in that. That there's a peace. There's a place of rest. There's a place where we can lay down the burden. All the burdens of your past. All the things that destroyed you. All the things that people ever said that hurt you. All the things that people ever did that hurt you. It can all be laid down. But the choice is yours. You really have to make that choice. And it's a choice of faith. And then faith is a word that requires action. We have to actually do something. Faith without works is dead. You can have all the faith you want, but what about the works? What are you doing? What are you doing? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you again for your holy word. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. The spirit of truth. The comforter. You've not left us alone, Lord. You've given us of your spirit. You've given us your written word, your holy word. Your word is truth, Lord. I pray for myself and for all those that will watch this video, for those that will hear this audio, for those that are here today, God, that we would lay it down, Lord. That we would cast off this world. That we would cast all of our cares upon you. And you bore all of our burden, Lord, and we thank you. We thank you for the freedom that we can have in you, Jesus. So let your will be done in our lives. I pray that we will seek you with our whole hearts, with all of our mind, with all of our strength, Lord, that we would seek you, that we would love you above all else, and that we would seek your kingdom, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We would seek you above all else, God. We love you and we thank you again for this time in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. Good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Talk to you during this.